Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Financial Podcast, uh, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host and also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I'm here today with my guest, Gary. Hey, Barbara. Hi. So Hi. you are the first um, male-ish name that we've had. Yeah. How do you, <laughs> now that you can't be a girl and be Gary, but to met more men is Gary. Uh, how did you pick your name? Uh, it's the name of my car. I so. love it. <laughs> yeah. Do you name your uh, your plants too? No, no. I've only named cars. I should name my plants, but uh, I end up a lot of my plants end up dying, so it's probably better if I don't name them because I'll get attached. <laughs> <laughs> you get attached too soon. Yes, it'll be too sad. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where um, where do you live? How old are you? What do you do? How much you make? All that. I am 32. I'm a commercial interior designer and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I just moved here about two years ago from New York, so I still feel pretty new to the area. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's a big difference in your city to Raleigh, right? It is. My uh, parents live here. My sister actually went to school around here and then my parents ended up retiring in Durham, which is right nearby. So I kind of migrated down as well. Did they follow your sister? Uh, they say no, but yes, they definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Much better weather down there, too. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's like 78 degrees today. It's lovely. And a much better lifestyle, I would say. Yeah, it's really nice. It's, you know, kind of that good mix of, um, you know, a city. It definitely still has downtown areas, and um, but it also is really green, and there's lots of trees and, and uh, parks and whatnot. It's really nice. Cool. So do you, were you an interior, so it's commercial interior? Yeah. So I do mostly retail design. Um, why I say commercial interior design, because I think most people think of homes when they think of interior design. And I don't yeah. do that. I deal a lot with, you know, the building department and uh, codes and ADA issues and that type of stuff. Not so much uh, um, curtains. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's really cool. So you work so you are doing places that we probably go into on a daily basis then? Yes, I definitely used to. Um, when I was living in New York, I worked for a couple different um, fashion companies designing their stores. So you know my sister? Yes. Awesome. Yes. And she did tell me that you moved down there because you're friends with one of her friends. One of her old her college friends. Yeah, I went to high school with her like best friend from college. Yeah, Sarah, who yeah. I'm also yeah. friends with. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so crazy. That's <laughs> yeah, I was like, we've definitely met. I mean, not a ton, so I, I it's totally fine. But we've met once or twice, maybe. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, cool. And they, wait, did they tell you about the podcast? Yeah. So um, I think, and this is going to sound so creepy, but I think one of the times we met, which was 
gosh, maybe four years ago or so, you were saying that you really wanted to start a podcast or something that talks about finances. And it basically like nose bled at you being like, oh, okay, I need that. I, please do that. And then when I when I heard from, from Aaron and Sarah that you had done it, I was like, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to be on the show. So here we are. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did it. I actually did it. I know. Congrats. That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so you left New York. Yes. Ironically, we know some of the same people. And um, are you liking Raleigh? Yeah, definitely, definitely liking it. It's it's really pretty and, um, you know, that good combination of city life and also it's really green and nice, lots of parks and it's really nice. Awesome. And so then do you have to travel to do your work because you're doing retail and not you – know? No, actually not that much. Uh, the thing is um, Raleigh is actually – strangely enough, a big hub for tech companies. So mm-hmm. now I work for a tech company designing their stores instead. So it's it's headquartered here. That's awesome. And then you go and help them um, when they're going to open a new location. Yes, exactly. Yep. Perfect. And then how are, what are you making for income? What's your growth? Do you know what your gross is? Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, my gross has fluctuated pretty extreme over the past couple of years from being in New York. In New York, I was making about a hundred, um, and then coming down to Raleigh, I was initially making about sixty-five. So that was a big drop. Yeah, and, that's a big drop. Yeah, and then because uh, I was working for an architecture firm, and that now at this tech company, my gross is um, one fifty-four oh two, which is a really oh my god, you went, you moved out of New York City. Yeah. To a cheaper location and you make more money. Yes. And we basically don't pay taxes because it's a red state. So yay, Raleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the thing that was actually really helpful when I moved from, uh, you know, New York down here originally and my salary dropped so much um, that, you know, I was really dreading it. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to go back to making that. I mean, I made that kind of money when I was first out of school, but it had been quite a while. And then I realized, oh, wait, you know, they don't really pay state taxes. So it's actually not as much of a, you know, a gut wrenching change than it. Well, uh, and it they have taxes. So let me just, so for our listeners, new, when you live in New York City, you pay federal, you pay state, and then you pay local. Yes. You're getting taxed three times. So when you move out of New York City, you pay, you're still pay. you, don't you have state tax in North Carolina? We do, but it's so small and there's yeah, not, there's small. no city tax. And there's no city. So you just, yeah, you, you saved yourself a bunch of tax money by relocating. You still pay. You just don't pay the absorbent amount that you pay in New York City. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, my take-home pay wasn't all that much different from uh, from when I was in New York. Yeah, that's an incredible thing. People don't realize um, – I, I think a lot of people that have never lived in New York City don't realize that you pay a separate New York City tax. To yeah, it's not fun. For the pleasure of taking this away, we're going to tax you more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, I would, I would. There is no public transportation here, so I do miss that a little bit. But, um, you know, it wasn't as much of a blow as I thought it would be. Wow! And so, one fifty four—that's a great salary. And now, are you single, married? Uh, I live with my boyfriend right now. Okay, so tell me what's going on with your finances. Like, do you have student loan? Do you have credit card? 
I do a little bit. You know, it's funny with my finances. I've kind of done everything that I knew to do. I think my finances are in a fairly good shape. So I'm kind of looking for what is, you know, finance 2.0. So I have my 401ks. I have um, an IRA from some old 401ks that I rolled over. I've got my Roth IRA, which now I, I won't be able to contribute to that anymore. Um, I have a little bit of student loan that's still lingering. Um, it's under 5,000. I'm at like the 13 year mark of a 15 year loan. So that's almost done. Um, and I have a small car loan because I did have to buy a car when I was coming down here, but that is um, under 3,000 is left. And, and the interest rate on that is so low. It's you know under 3%. So I'm paying both of those off. I've kind of round up the payment a little bit and paying a little bit of extra each month. But you know my debts aren't really all that high. Um, I pay off my credit card every month and I'm kind of fine there. So I'm kind of, you know, looking to, at least as far as I think I'm fine, I, I'd love to know your opinions, but um, yeah, I'm kind of thinking like, what else could I be doing to, um, you know, set myself up to be rich, make me rich, Barbara. <laughs> I want to be okay. rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go through, let's first figure out what you have coming in and what you have going out and where, how much room you have in your budget. And then okay. we're going to go through what you have saved so far and then what your other goals are. Okay. So coming in, um, are you contri- is there a work savings plan? Yeah. Work? I contribute 10% to um, our 401k. And then mm-hmm. they have an ESPP, which I put in 7%. And the company matches um, 3% of the 401k. Okay. So they match 3%. So your total contribution then is you're doing 13% in the 401k. And then the ESPP is the employee stock purchase plan for our listeners. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, you just that you knew that acronym like real well. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I I feel like I've had a couple a couple companies I've worked for have had that, but it was a definitely a, a learning curve when I first got it um, a couple years ago at, at one of the fashion companies I worked at. Okay, perfect. So you're putting seven percent in there. Yes. Okay, and then your so then your total saving through work is twenty percent. Yes, including your company match. Wonderful. Okay. And then what are you taking home monthly after the, the little tax that North Carolina takes yeah. from you? My net paycheck is um, $3,066. Okay. And that's twice a month? Uh, yeah. It's 26 pay periods a year. So sometimes I get a bonus. Oh, I assume. yeah. You get those, those special checks. Those I know. Those ones are great. <laughs> Okay, so why don't we budget using – it's a good trick when you do get paid legitimately every two weeks and not the first and the 15th to keep those as extras. And we yeah. can budget off of um, 6000 then, and then we have an extra 6000 to play with um, in terms of other goals. Yeah. Okay, so on a 6000 monthly net, what are your expenses? Um, so my rent, I guess we'll call it. It's like my, my boyfriend owns his home, so um... – Okay. Oh, okay. So he owns it. And then you pay him rent. Yes. So combined rent and his HOA fees, which we split, is only $575. Barbara, you're going to trip. Well, that's a dream. I know. It is. Um, <laughs> which that, that also went down. I was paying like 1400 in rent before we I moved in with him. So that was a nice little savings. Um, utilities are about 100 a month, depend. Um, my student loan, I, I round up to $200. My car loan, I also round up to two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I put eighteen fifty into accessible savings um, each paycheck, okay. and then so that's thirty seven hundred a month. And then um, phone, I put in 
it's like usually about $65. Perfect. So you don't have a, you don't have a lot of obligations. No. Free as a bird. Free as a bird. <laughs> I, that's my favorite thing. I'm always like, you're a free bird. People yeah. are like, where did you come up with that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so I'm glad to know someone else uses that as well. Yeah. It's totally a thing. It's fine. So I'd like to, so the 18, because besides your 1850, your total expenses are like $1,200. Yeah. Okay. And you're bringing in 6000 and we're actually hiding 6000 just, you know, for visual purposes because you get those two extra paychecks. Right. So after all of that, and, and we didn't do gas or food. Um, yeah. You know, other, other um, budgeting, I don't honestly strictly budget all that much. My car, because I got a very... Uh, you know, it's a small car and doesn't take that much gas. I'm it's I'm putting in like twenty bucks maybe every two weeks or so. So it's not really I don't really budget for it to be honest. And and food and and clothes and everything. As long as my credit card is not going far over like fifteen hundred a month, I don't really worry about the day to day. Perfect. Okay, so you have a lot of wiggle room. And then what the eighteen fifty? Where is that going into just a separate savings account? Yes. Okay, and then how much? So then, okay, so I have a good idea of what I'm going to take that out just as a savings goal. Um, so you really have, like, let's just say, food and gas and other basics. You have like 4,500 a month. Yes. Um, okay. So you're doing 1850. So we're okay. So go over with me what you have for re- your emergency fund and then retirement. Yep. So uh, emergency fund, just straight accessible savings. Right now, I have thirty thousand. Excuse me, thirty-seven thousand four hundred dollars in there. Um, and I should say part of that is I do want to eventually save up to, um, buy another house. Um, another being, you know, my boyfriend owns his house, but one for myself. And, um, so that's accessible savings. And then in my current employer's 401k, I have 12,500. Okay. And then, um, I have a rollover IRA from past 401ks, that has 25000 in it. Now, is that a rollover? It is still a 401k or do you roll it into an IRA? It's an IRA. It's an IRA. So you have a rollover IRA that has 25000 Yes. And then I have a, an individual investment account that has uh, about 4500 in it. That, okay. to be perfectly honest, I don't even know where that came from. It just showed up one day. I think it's an old <laughs> 401k that they just automatically moved over. Um <laughs> And then I do, I do have one old 401k from uh, one of the first companies I ever worked for that um, rolling it over into an IRA was a really long pain in the butt process. So I just never did it. Um, okay. And that has 13500 in it. Okay. Um, you just hang out there and you're like, this is too difficult. Yeah, it was, it was funny. The one to roll over to an IRA, I called them and, and said I wanted to do that. And it was basically just like, five minutes on the phone and they did it. This other company, they were saying that, uh, okay, we'll, we'll marry, mail you a form and you fill it out and you mail it back and then we'll send you a check and then you have to send us back a check. And I'm just like, all right, forget it. I'm not doing that. Um, send me a blood sample and then maybe we'll think about it. Right, yeah. exactly. And then I have um, a Roth IRA that has 44500 in it. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So I know I can't contribute to that anymore. Um, now that I have my salary, but I, I opened that up when I turned 25. It was my gift to myself. And uh, then I've been cont- contributing to that ever since. Oh, that's amazing. The Roth IRA is one of my favorite vehicles. Um, but you do cap out with being able to contribute, which yeah. is a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I also get, um, as part of my gross pay, I uh, 
with the benefits, I do get a 15% bonus. Ooh, okay. So um, I haven't gotten that yet because I haven't been there a full year yet, but. Um, so I have a question for you just because yeah. I'm, so the way this works is I kind of just am thinking of things as you say what you have. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit all over the map, but we'll summarize it. Yeah. Um, do you have a Roth option in your 401k at work? I have no idea. Okay. So that's some of, that's some homework for you. Okay. How would I find that out? Is it just part of the, all the paperwork I signed? Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in that map <laughs> document. Okay. Okay, so what? Yeah, you want to call HR and you want to find out if you have a Roth option because you can do nineteen thousand into your four hundred one k, and you're doing fifteen thousand four hundred, which is awesome. But we could do the other remainder, um, a little like around three thousand or thirty five hundred. You could do okay. in Roth. Okay. And then what would happen is, let's just say you work for this company for five years, you're fully vested in your four hundred one k. Then when you move the money out, you can move the portion, the 3000 so that's 15 that you could save over five years. That would then go into, you could roll that into your Roth IRA. Oh, great. Yeah. So it's a way for you to still put Roth monies away for your retirement. Yeah. Um, even though you're not eligible to make a contribution, you can do it through the 401k. Okay. I'll look into that. That makes sense? Yeah. And you can definitely afford 3000 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I kind of like the idea of you doing more in the Roth because you're not getting killed you don't feel like you're getting killed in taxes. You're definitely paying taxes, yeah. but you're paying so much less in New York. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking maybe max out the 19000 total, like take advantage of the fact that you can save that amount of money. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out what the breakdown should be for you with Roth versus the tax break. I'm kind of thinking it'd be great if you could do like 5000 to the Roth and then the rest is the tax break, which is the fourteen. Okay. Because it'll allow you to get more money into a Roth. And if I don't have that Roth plan, would it be just, just max out that 401k and put the 19,000 in there? Yeah, there is no reason not to, for you, you have the money. So I would absolutely take advantage of the full IRS limit. Okay, great. That's your, usually for most people, the best option is to max out the work plan first and then let's see what else we can do. Okay. Especially because you have so much in the emergency fund. So the home buying goal is very tangible like we're very close to that and you still have so much wiggle room in your budget, I would just take advantage of the work plan as okay. step one and then we'll get to the other stuff. Okay. Sounds but good. yes, but then find out if there's a Roth because then we want to split that up so that you're doing Roth and you're getting a tax break. Right. For sure. You have a great amount saved. You've done a fantastic job. Thanks. Uh, I graduated in 2008. So I have PTSD from the recession and now I'm just like someone who <laughs> went through the depression and I squirrel away money whenever I can. I'm, it's It's bad. <laughs> No, this is great. Okay, so, we, so we're going to change your retirement savings and bump it up so that you're doing the full 19000 and then we'll see what they fi- say about work of how the breakdown is between traditional and Roth. And then you're correct. You cannot contribute to the Roth IRA because your income is too high. And you can't contribute to, so for our listeners, you can't also do a traditional IRA because you have a work plan. So therefore, can't do can't double dip. So your other option is to continue to bulk up your emergency fund. So maybe what I would say with that is get that up a bit higher. Because what are what are home prices like in that area? Um, I can probably get something. See, they're they're going up. It's funny because this area has such a tech hub. There's so many people moving here. It's yeah. mostly like relocated Northeasterners that live in Raleigh right now. So um, home prices have been going up about 8% year after year, and we're not affected by the recession, which is insane. Um, so it's not as, it's, I mean, it's definitely cheaper than New York, but it's not as much of a savings as you would think. So I can probably get a pretty decent townhouse for somewhere between like 300 to 350,000. Okay. Um, and I would like to keep 
my uh, mortgage payments low enough that I could afford it even if I did lose my job. Um, because something about the design industry, which I didn't know graduating and would have been great to know, especially graduating in 2008, um, is that it's so tied to the economy. I mean, doing construction work is one of the first things that gets dropped from the budget. And it's one of the last things that gets picked back up once the economy kind of recovers. So um, I just kind of assume at some point, you know, if we hit another recession, I'm probably going to be unemployed for a little while. So I would love to keep my mortgage payment something that I can afford, um, you know, very easily. And so I'd like to put a pretty big down payment on whatever this house is and and keep that monthly payment um, as low as possible. No, I think that makes sense. And you want to make sure I, I never like to see people who are, I never know if it's, if I say it backwards, house poor or house rich. Yeah. But basically they put all the money into their house and then they have nothing, no money to do anything else with. Yeah. No, that's terrifying. <laughs> Which is terrifying. So let's say you spent, if you were going to do a, a condo for the price of three fifty, if you did 20% down on that, that would be 70,000 down. And that's not including closing costs, which vary by area and, and so forth. But then that would leave you with a mortgage of two eighty, and if interest rates are where they are now, which is we'll just say roughly four percent, oh for for a thirty year fixed loan, it would be a monthly mortgage payment, only mortgage, not insurance or um, HOA or anything like that, sure. would be a, around thirteen hundred, which I think is is exactly where I'd want to be. Perfect. So then we definitely want to save some more money. So I think that it's important when you buy a home that you have a, a good emergency fund. Yeah. So I would say we should strive to get your emergency fund. This is going to sound very high, but I would say if you're going to put 70000 down, let's just say you want somewhere between 5 and 10 for closing costs, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think a healthy emergency fund so that you would feel comfortable that you could pay the mortgage if you lost your job, given that your industry, that that's a risk that you know. Um, maybe have continue to have 30,000 in an emergency fund. Um, and you wouldn't have to have quite that much, but I, you know, homes are expensive, things happen. And then if you know that you can get laid off pretty easily in your industry, I think 30 would make you feel comfortable that you could yeah, for sure. for a bit. So then that would mean we would target a hundred thousand in your emergency slash house fund. Yeah. And I, and I think with, um, you know, what I'm saving saving now, I mean, I should have about 70 by the end of the year in savings. Um, yep. So it's, you know, doing another six months after that or something like that. And that would probably hit that. Yeah, absolutely. Day. You have a really low, yeah, you, you're not spending a lot of the money that you're making. Yeah. And we didn't even take into account your bonus. So I would just throw everything into cash Okay. Um, in addition. And then once that would be your, I would put that as your next goal. And then once that's done, because if you're still living with your boyfriend, you could always rent it out and then have yeah. another source of income. Yeah, that is the the plan is to, you know, I buy a house on my own and then uh, we move into that house and rent this one out um, to basically cover that mortgage and then split basically what do what we're doing right now, but in reverse where I would have the mortgage and he would be paying me rent. Yeah, I think that's great. And then you, yeah. I think that would work. And then your next goal after that would be then you could invest, you know, keep the emergency fund. Now you have a property, you're paying a mortgage. Then you could put any excess monies from that point on. You could do just your regular individual investment account. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is, I mean, for your income and what your expenses are, I mean, to bring in 6000 a month and have your housing costs be five seventy five. It's It's insane. It's, which is, ama- which is amazing. I know. Um, yeah, he, he bought this house like right in the 
peak in the recession. So his, his mortgage is really low. It was quite smart. Yeah, no, that's great. So does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think that's pretty And clear. if I were you if I were you with the student loan, you said you have just under five thousand? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I you know, I've just been paying it off because it's two hundred dollars a month, um, and that's contributing a little bit to the um just a principal only payment. And same with my car loan. I could just send them a check and close it out now, but I've I haven't, yeah. so I don't know I what would. you would recommend. I would uh, your student loan, I would not with your car loan, your car loan, your your interest rate is so low. Yeah. I would keep, you could keep your car loan if you want it to just get rid of your car loan. You could, I mean, because you're essentially saving $2,000 a month. I would just get rid of your student loans. They will take a lot longer to, to pay off because of the way they're attributing the principal and interest. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. So, yeah, I would, let me just write this down. So, you're going to, I would pay off your loans. I would keep the car loan. It's not that much money and it's a very low interest rate. Yeah. Um, I would find out about the 401k and bump that up. Not very much, but make sure that you're doing the full 19000 Okay. If you have the Roth, I would throw five thousand in the Roth and then fourteen thousand for the pre-tax. Okay. If not, just do all nineteen in the, the pre-tax. Okay. And then I would continue to save and get your emergency fund slash house fund up to a hundred thousand. Okay. And if it takes, you know, you by the end of this year or it takes you'll be at seventy and then you could start looking at places. Um, but even if it takes you it'll take you a year and a half to get to the the, the full number. But if you have a month or something comes up and you need to, you want to take a vacation, I mean, if it takes seven months additional yeah, right, versus six, it'll be fine. Yeah, you're on the right track. Okay. You just want to make sure the one thing, because you have so many accounts, you want to make sure that everything has updated beneficiaries on it and that you know what you have in all of these accounts. That's a very good idea because there's a lot of <laughs> They've just been floating around. Yeah, you have a lot of accounts. Maybe if you have like, that one former 401k would be great if you just had one IRA and one Roth and one individual. Uh-huh. So I know so it's like, like not fun. It, it actually do paperwork. Yeah. Just so that you, because then that way you can make sure you have like the right investments and the beneficiaries update, update it and you have three accounts to look after rather than four. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like a housekeeping item. Yeah. I mean, do the other things first, like pay off your student loans, figure out the 401k. But then like down there somewhere, if you have some time, I would just get that former 401k because it sounds like you're not really tracking it. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Every, I'll check in on it like once a year and it goes up, which is nice, but um, I'm sure it can be doing more elsewhere. Yeah. I would try and like have it more organized. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think anything else. Any other questions that you have? Uh, no, I think you pretty much answered it. That was kind of my biggest question is, you know, what, you know, I, I've got the bases called, uh, covered, but what do I do now to, you know, get to my goals faster? Would, would you recommend actually uh, with the savings towards the house, would you recommend some of that money, you know, putting it in the stock market and, and getting there faster or just straight squirrel away money and save it? There. This is a great question, and this comes up literally once a week for me. Oh, okay. Um, and it's interesting because uh, I get, I because I get it so frequently. Is that exact thing? Is the thought is if you put it in, the market will go up, but the thing is, the market could go down. Right. Okay. If we put it in, and it's a great question, and it comes up all the time. But if we put the mar- money in the market, and the market actually goes down, and we go from seventy thousand to fifty, right. 
then you can't buy the house. And it's probably when you would want to buy it, right? Because the market goes down and maybe it affects real estate prices, then you would want to be buying. Right, right. That's true. So it's a lot of money to have in cash, but it also makes sure that we're on track for a goal that has a definitive date. And we can't control the markets up and down, but we can control, you know, when we want you to buy the house. Okay. Right? Yeah. So what I would do is you can do CDs at your bank. You know, so you could do a 12-month CD because we know you're not going to buy for 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, you could even maybe do a CD for a year and a half out because you don't. that's probably when you'll have all the money saved. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could look to do that. Okay. But I wouldn't want to take market risk because we just can't control... What's going to happen. The, yeah, what's going to happen or the timing of it. Okay. I mean, it would be great if we had a little, you know... If it worked out, you, it would be definitely, I would say it would be a gamble. You could put it in and hope to make some money, but the way it usually works, it, yeah. And, yeah, and then you have to buy a smaller condo or, yeah. but great question. And that one really comes up all the time. Yeah, no, it's funny. I was, I was talking to a coworker of mine and who just bought um, a house and, and they were saying that they did just that, that they, you know, put a bunch of money in the stock market and um, you know, sold it when they're ready to buy the house. And that my thinking was your thinking too. I was like, yeah, but what if it went down? You worked so hard to save that and you need it immediately, not, not when you retire. So no, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, if, if you did it and, and you nailed it and you did it in 2017, the market went up, you had extra money for the house, but God, if it went down 20% or 30%, right. like you can't afford the house that you wanted. Yeah, for sure. All right. Great. Yeah, you've done a really good job saving. I added everything up, and it looks like you have about a hundred thousand saved. Uh, yeah, I think a little. I think a little more. There's a um, I didn't include the stock purchase plan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, with that and the four hundred one k and whatnot, um, it adds up to be like one forty. Maybe I forgot to mention. Are you that including your emergency fund? Yes, including my emergency fund. Oh yeah, I did. I took that out. Okay. Okay, that okay. Out. okay. Then yes, same. Perfect. Okay, that's great. I'm trying to come up with like what I should, maybe we'll come up with what would be, what's a good number, but I I had read somewhere and it's all depends on what your goals are, but you should be getting somewhere close to what you're making in salary. Yes. So I've heard the same things where it was something like what, by the time you're 30, you should have, um, your like net savings. And then by 35, you should have uh, like double your salary or something like that. So since my salary has fluctuated so much, um, I'm You're like, what number do I use? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's, I'm behind with my current salary, but that's also part of that goal. I was like, all right, you know, let's knock on wood and say the market doesn't crash and I keep this job for a while. Like let's save as though this is my norm instead of, you know, a hundred or, or 65 or, or whatever I was making before. So I'm working on it. We'll get there. Yeah, no, you're doing great. I love that your attitude was, I got this job and it's paying me more than I'm used to, so I'm just going to save everything. Yes, because I assume it's going to go away <laughs> at any time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this will get you to your goal, your financial goals much quicker. And then once you get, I think it seems like based on our conversation, but once you get a few of those things ticked off and you have the good emergency fund and you, you bought a condo and the retirement's doing well, then I feel like you'll be able to reward, you'll feel more comfortable with the salary Yeah, and maybe spending a little bit more on fun stuff. Yeah. Exactly. But I agree with you. I think while you have it, if you don't know if it's going to continue, um, save it. I mean, that's what I did when I worked on Wall Street. Yeah, I was like, yeah. It's a lot of money, but you can get fired any day that you go to work. So I'm just going to save all of this. Yeah. I'm not I mean, this gosh, is 2008 was such a nightmare. It was literally the market crashed the week after I started working. And, and uh, I managed to hold on to my job for about a year, but it was brutal. So now I'm just like, I'm going to assume that 
if the market crashes again and if I am laid off again, that I, I'm not going to be able to find another job for a while. So I'm just trying to milk this for all it's worth until that happens. No, that's great. I mean, it's it's not good that you went through it, but it taught you a lesson and now it changed your habits as a result. Yeah, for sure. It, it makes you definitely squirrel away money having lived through something like that where you got laid off and you couldn't get a job because of the market environment. Yeah. So no, this, this is great. So yeah, keep saving. Great. Um, you're Yeah, you're on a really great track. So we'll get your soon loans paid off, which that then alleviates your budget. Your budget's lower. I know. Yeah. I'll figure out what to do with that extra 400 bucks. I'm sure I'll save it just knowing me, but maybe I'll buy some shoes or something. Reward myself. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're, you're doing great. So yeah, just get those student loans paid off, okay. figure out the 401k, up that a little bit, and then target 100000 for the emergency fund and um, down payment. Perfect. Any other questions for me? No, I think I'm good. This was an easy one. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I was nervous I'd come on. You'd be like, what have you been doing? You're Everyone was always so nervous, I, I think. And then they do it and they're like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not scary. No, 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 you're definitely not. I was just expecting, uh, you know, the worst. If it's like, hey, you haven't been doing anything. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, you got all your boxes checked. Great. For our listeners, we'll wrap this up. So please... Um, leave a comment or give us some stars or subscribe on iTunes and please share the podcast with your friends. If you like it, we are trying to broaden our reach and we'd love to get some more um, interviews and listeners throughout the country. And if you want to take an online personal finance class, we are partnered with the state university of New York and you can take that class at www.planancial.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.